Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. America faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. Virtually every day, someone says a version of this to me. It won't happen here, Tara. The difference is we are an armed population. We'll stand up to them. Most places where communism sunk in, the population didn't have guns. But there's one exception, and it's the one whose playbook I swear the Democrats are using, Russia. The population there was heavily armed. It was full of military retirees, military-age men, and yet they didn't fight. They let the communists roll right over them. Communists who couldn't win anything like a majority in elections and had to voter fraud their way to the top. So why didn't they fight? Again, you're watching the same playbook unfurl right here. Because in the 19 years, and if you listen to Battleground for a long time, you know the story. In the 19 years before the Russian Revolution, they were softened up by the communists. It started exactly as it did here, with the demonization of cops. It became fashionable for heroes to throw acid in their faces, to attack, and yes, in some cases, even kill them in mobs. The cops were unjust. They were against the common man. And before you knew it, just like Black Lives Matter, corporate entities were donating money to the groups doing this to cops. They quickly expanded their activities to terrorizing anyone who stood in the way of their revolution. There weren't a lot of them. Far from it. In fact, the people easily could have crushed them and put it down. But what they did that was so effective was that they targeted their campaigns of terror. Sometimes they looked a lot like the summer of love, going through areas, burning down businesses, going after the bourgeois, totally innocent people who had no political involvement. But the most effective things that they did were to go to individual homes eventually and torture family members in front of each other, killing them, leaving a wake of destruction. Some of the most popular people in that period were the torturers, the female ones, who came up with ever more ingenious ways to torture people they simply disagreed with. How did the society get there? Well, it took 19 years. It didn't happen overnight. Again, it started with just being okay to demonize the cops, but not everybody else. How did they get away with this? easy. The criminal justice system in Russia failed to prosecute them, failed to hold them accountable, and yes, at times even prosecuted those who opposed them with force. Does that sound like Kenosha to you? In the rare instances where members of the Marxist movement were charged with their crimes, 
it was very easy for them to intimidate those who delivered the justice. And they simply walked free. They were almost untouchable. And that is what is at issue with this Rittenhouse trial and verdict. The absolute outrage of this whole thing to me is the pretending around it. Pretending like this is normal in America. Like this guy could actually get a fair trial. When the jury is being offered no protection of any kind from the mob. And the mob will be after them. It's on. The minute they leave that courthouse after finding him not guilty. It'll be a survival contest. And the jurors know it. We're all pretending that's not the case. We pretend a lot of things is a country. And justice, if it's actually served here, that'll take a miracle. That'll take a ramrod spine in one of these jurors. Even if, by some miracle, by that miracle, Kyle Rittenhouse is found to have merely been defending himself, which he clearly was, even calling that justice will be a joke. Not given what the jury was up against. No matter what the verdict, this will not have been a fair trial. And to pretend otherwise is an abuse of our system. The way I see it, we are somewhere between four and eight years into the Russian Revolution playbook as it was executed in the beginning of the last century. Because of their popularity, their untouchability, the rioters, who I would liken to the Black Lives Matter and Antifa thugs, who actually did the damage, not the peaceful protesters. I'm not talking about them. You know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about the folks, and it took a lot of them, to do over a billion dollars worth of damage, the highest payout ever from the insurance industry. Kenosha, like Minneapolis, was ground zero for this. On the night of the Kyle Rittenhouse shootings, those thugs did $50 million in damage one night. Most Americans have never laid eyes on the scope of this damage. It's shocking. I actually have it on my Twitter feed from the period. It's block after block after block for miles of what looks essentially like Beirut after the bombing. They absolutely trashed the place. But who's on trial? The ringleader for all of that? That'd be a big local trial to have. Nope. It's never happened. In fact, the local DA there has a complete lack of interest in who might have organized all of this. So does the federal government. This is exactly the kind of thing you use RICO charges for, conspiracy charges for. But it's never happened. In fact, to understand what did happen, you only need to listen to 41 seconds of the trial. It's the cross-examination of the detective with the Kenosha PD who investigated the case. His name is Ben Antoramian. Take a listen as he explains how Kyle Rittenhouse never fired on a soul unless that person was trying to harm him. You saw other people that were kind of, it wasn't a two or three person chase. There were multiple people kind of around Mr. Rittenhouse, some of them brandishing weapons, correct? There were people and there were people that were armed, absolutely. And those people who didn't attack him, he didn't fire at them, did he? Correct. The only people that he fired at were people that had either kicked him, uh, hit him with something, or pulled a gun on him when he's running down Sheridan Road, right? I would agree with that statement. 
So it's self-defense that's on trial here. We all agree that's what he was doing. The question is, are you allowed to defend yourself against the left's shock troops? The exact same question that pervaded the courts of Russia before the revolution. The answer then, essentially, was no. That was what made the Marxist shock troops of early Russia before the USSR so powerful. You couldn't oppose them. You could not expect justice in a court courtroom if you did. Why? Because of the fear. They'd find out who you were. They would come to your house. They would target you if you were the jury or the law deciding the case against them. That was the source of their power. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Now imagine sitting on the Kenosha jury. It's a farce, folks, a complete lie that our society tells itself that justice is even possible in this case. It's impossible, the idea that justice could be meted out in this situation. You know why? Because of the fear. You live in Kenosha. You've seen firsthand those pictures I put up on my Twitter account. You know the extent of the damage. You know how brutal these thugs are. You know that if you were to try to defend your house as a juror after you found Kyle Rittenberg innocent, after you found him not guilty from that mob, whose work, whose damage you've seen before, what you learn as you watch that DA point the gun at you to try to scare you is that that DA is not going to side with you as a juror, when the mob comes to your house to burn it down, to terrorize your family, even if you're defending your home with a gun. That's, believe me, what these jurors are learning. That calculation is going through their minds. That makes justice impossible. It won't just be a fair-minded decision if one of those jurors votes against the others to convict if one of those jurors hangs that jury and sets Kyle Rittenhouse free. It'll be an absolute act of unmitigated bravery and courage, the likes of which the vast majority of the population does not possess. Because as soon as that ruling is over, as soon as the court is over, as soon as the verdict is in, their survival game begins. The media will publish their name, They'll show screenshots of their home, somebody will, one always does, or publish their address. They'll let it be known that you're a white supremacist. In other words, they'll ring the dinner bell and along will come Antifa 
with their lighters, with their Molotov cocktails. It'll be a survival game after that. Got a place you work? Not anymore. How are you going to be a salesman when the Antifa people keep trying to burn the establishment down? Everything about your life will change. And for this country to pretend that justice is still possible is the worst injustice of all. These jurors aren't typical jurors that sit in jury boxes around the country every day. These are jurors who will be vilified, destroyed, and that's just personally and by the media who, especially if there's just one or two of them, will be absolutely ruined, vilified, and destroyed as racist, white supremacist, unemployable, and really the subject of complete public vilification by the media. And that's before the left shock troops show up at their house. These people aren't sitting around weighing the lofty issue of Kyle Rittenhouse's guilt or innocence. No, they're weighing how they'll survive the damage they've already seen on the streets of Kenosha. And they're weighing a lot of things. Look, they're familiar with the local debate. They know that the police chief held back, and the mayor, held back the police the night of that riot. Will they do that when the shock troops come for your home? How will you survive if you can't use a gun to defend yourself? My God, you might be in the witness box where Kyle Rittenhouse was sitting. And yet we pretend these jurors won't need protection when this is over if they find things in a way that Antifa and Black Lives Matter might not like. To even have the vaguest shot at a fair verdict here, we'd have to guarantee these guys a year of round-the-clock protection, physical protection paid for by the county. And that would even count protection from what the media will do to their reputations. No, justice here is impossible. And if it happens at all, it'll be a miracle, an absolute act of courage against overwhelming odds, just like it was in pre-communist Russia. Now, I'm going to play some clips for you of the prosecution's arguments, closing arguments. Imagine you're a juror and imagine what you'd be thinking about your own home, your own right to self-defense if you live in Kenosha hearing this. Forget Kyle Rittenhouse, because let me tell you what, folks, everybody is their own first priority. Same for the jurors. That's human nature. Here's the DA. When the defendant provokes the incident, he loses the right to self-defense. You cannot claim self-defense against a danger you create. Wow, you're thinking, this DA is not big into self-defense if you're a jury. What if the mob comes to my house? Because remember, when this DA says he provoked the incident, remember how he provoked it, how Kyle Rittenhouse provoked it. The jurors know he was walking around with a fire extinguisher, putting out the fires set by the mob. That's all he did. So what this DA is saying is they want to burn it down. You don't get in their way. You don't criticize them. And God forbid you don't put out their fires. You let them burn. Suppose you're a juror. Who hears assistant DA James Cross make this argument? You're going to think about yourself first and what would happen to you if you tried to defend your family, yourself, or your home from the same mob that you watched on FBI thermal video go after Kyle Rittenhouse. Because that mob was terrifying. And believe me, the jury learned well not to oppose them. What will happen to them if they make them mad? Everybody takes a beating sometimes, right? Sometimes you get in a, a scuffle and maybe you do get hurt a little bit. 
That doesn't mean you get to start plugging people with your full metal jacket AR-15 rounds. What did the jury hear right there? Well, I've got a DA, an assistant DA, who think if these thugs come to my house and I've seen the terror they leave in their wake, that I don't even have a right to defend it with a gun, that I have to take a beating from these Black Lives Matter in Antifa thugs, or this DA and this assistant DA that I'm watching prosecute Kyle Rittenhouse will prosecute me if I don't agree to take that beating by the crowd in my front lawn. That's the message they got loud and clear. Believe me, as they were making these closing arguments, this totally hit me. They're not arguing about the Kyle Rittenhouse case. No, no, they're threatening the jury. They're making sure that our jury understands damn well what the standards will be for the Antifa and Black Lives Matter thugs who inevitably are coming for the jurors. If you're a juror, you know that Kyle Rittenhouse, when they came for him, put down his fire extinguisher, put his hands up and backed away and said, okay, fine, fine, I, I won't put your fires out anymore. And it wasn't good enough. What will they do to you if you let Rittenhouse off? But we'll all just pretend. We'll pretend everything's normal in America, that this is the kind of trial we've always had, that this is that this is normal, that people uh, can go and make a decision like this completely unafraid for their lives. And it'll be a lie. It'll be an absolute lie. So it'll take an absolute act of courage to find Rittenhouse guilty. Maybe there's an American on that jury who's got it in on. But somehow, I doubt it. And if it goes the other way, folks, if he is convicted, if Rittenhouse is convicted here, this will be set in stone. You have a clear-cut case of self-defense. That might be fine if someone's trying to break in your house, but you better not lay a hand on a hair on the head of Antifa or Black Lives Matter. This is exactly how things spun out of control in Russia. This is why the military-age males who were armed did not fight back, because they had no recourse against the mob. And this, folks, will tell Antifa and Black Lives Matter and the Democrat Party that organizes and clearly leads these thugs to do their biddings on the street everything they need to know. This will be as good if Kyle Rittenhouse is found guilty as outlawing self-defense against these shock troops. It's exactly what happened in pre-communist Russia. It's why so many people let a small band, relatively speaking to the size of population, of Marxists roll them slap over. This, folks, however it turns out, and I don't know right now because I don't know what the verdict's going to be, is going to be one of those turning points. We're either going to maintain law and order and the way of Western society, or we are going to go the way of the Russian Revolution of fear, of unbelievable power for street thugs who are untouchable. This will be the day we remember that we hit the turning point and we took the turn. Which will it be? with Tara Servatius. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening. 
Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 